Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. I want you to get ready in your Bibles in a moment. I'm going to refer to 1 John chapter 3. But as we begin today, I want to just catch you up on a couple of things. We began last Sunday, the first Sunday of September, uh, sharing a new series entitled The Impact of Generosity. The Impact of of generosity. I'm going to tell you, this is going to be life-changing. I don't want you to miss one of these messages that are coming out on Sundays during September. During September, we began something three years ago called Kingdom Builders. It has literally been life-changing. The impact it's created in our ministries locally and all the way around the world is unprecedented. The spiritual growth that it's developed and our church family has been amazing to see. It has been a tremendous faith journey for each one of us, and yet we're seeing the impact reach through every continent and so great here right in the Tennessee Valley here in North Alabama. So today, I want to continue my series, The Impact of Generosity. You may say, well, what is Kingdom Builders? Kingdom Builders is a revenue stream tied to the vision of this church. It's, it's a commitment, it's a faith offering that we be, began to do three years ago. We, we say it like this, we want to get the gospel to as many people as possible, as quickly as possible, making sure everyone can be a part of this. Let me say it again, what is Kingdom Builders? It is an intentional, proactive effort to get the gospel to as many people as possible, as quickly as possible, with everyone possible being a part. And it is literally happening. It, it is just amazing. We are seeing uh, thousands of lives impacted. We are seeing our, our church family grow and they're hearing from God and obeying God. It's just been a very exciting time. So what we do during September, we celebrate the victories. You're about to hear some testimonies in just a moment. You're, you're going to be blown away. We celebrate the testimonies. We, we, we rejoice over what God has been doing and we get ready for the first Sunday of October, we just take that step. We, we are prayerfully looking at, God, what do you want to do through my life, through my family, through my finances, my time during this next year to see people hear the good news of Jesus Christ? And we'll make a big faith step together. It's a huge celebration, the first Sunday of October. But for September, we're learning, we're growing, we're celebrating. It's just a very, very special time. And we're looking at what? The impact of generosity. So if we're going to understand what generosity means, let's go to the Word of God. Let's look at the example that we have with our Father God, what He did in loving us through Jesus Christ. I'm going to go to 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16. We're going to read a few verses here in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16. You're, you're, uh, 16, 17, 18. This is so encouraging. Are you ready? So what is generosity? Let's make sure we know what we're talking about here if we're going to see the impact of generosity in our lives and through our lives. Are you ready? So let's read these verses, beginning in verse 16. This is how we know what love is, okay? So, so when we look at generosity, we understand it's motivated by the love of God very clearly. So here we know. We don't have to guess. Let's watch this. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. I read this last week, but I want to read it again today. This is how we know 
what love is. There's so many definitions of love today. So many caricatures of love today. So many substitutes of love. So many misguided definitions of love. But if we want to know, if we want to know what love really is, here we have it. Let me read it again. This is how we know what love is. How do we know what love is? Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Aren't you thankful that you know that kind of love today? I love to see people give their life to Christ. It's as if they, they, they've come to Christ and, 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 and maybe all their life they've been rejected. Maybe all their life they've been overlooked or neglected, lied to, disappointed, don't even believe in love anymore, don't trust anymore. Their self-image is crushed and then they meet Jesus Christ. And the broken places are healed. And the bound places are released and they're set free. And they begin to live a new life. A life at the highest level. Because they have met Jesus Christ. Accepted him as their savior. It's, it's so powerful to watch the love of God. The grace of Jesus Christ. The gospel of the cross of Jesus. Radically change someone's life. And make it so much better. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brother. So now we begin to look at ourselves. We see the definition of loving generosity. But it doesn't stop with God. Now we get to participate in this. See, it says, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Okay? If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Powerful question. Then, dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and truth. He says, don't just talk about love. Let's go into action. That's what Kingdom Builders is all about. We're looking at our time. We're looking at our talents. We're looking at our treasure, our finances, and we're looking at it with generosity, with gratitude to God for showing us what generosity really is, what love really is. And so we look at what we have. We look at our possessions, and we look at those around this world, beginning right here where we live in North Alabama. And we're saying, God, what can we do? How can we help? How can we make a difference? How do we not just talk about love? How do we demonstrate love? And we begin to be generous. And Kingdom Builders is a vehicle. It's a way we collectively join together with our giving and, and, and see the impact of, of God's generosity on everyone around us. You know, I, we're, there's a definition of impact. I, uh, I, I think you're going to be able to see it right there on your screen. Impact is this. It's the effect of one object forcefully colliding with another. Generosity is this. Generosity, generosity brings the impact of the love of God forcefully into the darkest, most desperate situation. My friend, there are people today who are so bound, whose strongholds and disappointment and heartache and bondage is so strong that a small thing is not going to change it. A philosophy is not going to change them. Uh, uh, just words and verbiage and theories are not going to change them. Dead religion is not going to change them. But when their lives are powerfully impacted by the love of God, the impact of generosity, the, the results of something forcefully 
impacting another, oh, miracles begin to happen. Heaven comes to earth. The kingdom of God is released. And, and that's what we're celebrating right now. That's what we're recognizing. Lord, you were generous. We want to be generous. You showed us what generosity was. You demonstrated what love really is. And so now we have the privilege of joining with you and impacting a hurting world, a desperate world, through the generous sharing of the good news of Jesus Christ. You know, I, I want to make sure that, that you're not just thinking I'm preaching theory, but I want you to know, and those of you that are regularly faithful here at Calvary, you already know what we're doing. Uh, those around this region know what we're doing, but let me make sure you see this. I want you to see this short little video. Recently, one of our graduates from our women's recovery ministry, part of our Decatur Dream Center, we have one in Lawrence County, a Lawrence County Dream Center, where we are sacrificially over and above giving to have these dream centers available to minister to hurting, needy people. In the last five months, we've given away what was previously five years worth of food to hurting people during this, this impact of the coronavirus. And we have a women's recovery ministry, a Christ-based, biblically founded ministry that's seeing women's lives radically change. Here's a testimony of the impact of generosity and you made this happen. My name is Donna. This is my husband, Philip. And I, uh, my addiction problem started, I guess, in September, September 29th, 2012, when our son was killed. Um, I went to counseling. I went to the doctor, got um, Zoloft, Trazodone, trying to get me to sleep, trying to turn my head off. My head was going 24 hours a day and I couldn't relax. I went into deep depression, um, crying all the time. So I turned to the bottle and started drinking, trying to calm my nerves, stop my head from spinning all the time. But then it became an addiction. I, uh, I, I tried more groups. I've tried counseling. I've tried AA. Um, I finally I got arrested for a DUI. And another DUI, which they sentenced me to a year in jail. And my husband, Philip, found the Decatur Dream Center. We've been together 43 years. 40. We dated for three. Oh, okay. Well, he counts the dating. Yes. It took me about two seconds to fall head over heels over there. And it's, it's been hard. I mean, the same with our son. Yes. It'll break you. But we talked to, I mean, I went and got a national registry of anyone that could help. And the Dream Center was the only people that asked about Donna and didn't ask about insurance or funding. And I told them I'd sign over my house. I didn't care. But that's not what they were interested in. They were interested in Donna. So there was no question of what I was going to do. So I came to the Decatur Dream Center, not knowing what to expect, but then learning all about God, going to classes, and studying God, truly studying God, and fi I finally have found peace in me. Um, I'm happy again. I have joy in my life. I stayed there for nine months, inpatient, and now I'm outpatient, and I'm back home, and everything's going wonderful. Got her back. 
So there's generosity on a local level. I want to show you generosity that even goes to an international level. Generosity that, that, that is greater than you can imagine. You know, when we begin to reach out, when we collectively get together, when we join our hearts and join our lives, I want to pull something up here. And you're going to see a picture of a young lady whose life has been radically changed. Her name is Orissa. And I want you to know this is the power of kingdom builders. Not only is it reaching here in North Alabama, but because we're collectively giving, being generous, we are partnering with wonderful ministries like Project Rescue that is rescuing now thousands of women and children from the bondage of sexual slavery, the plague of our generation. But I want you to listen to a story that's possible because you are a kingdom builder. And have been generous. This beautiful young lady, Orissa, is a young woman from Nigeria. She was deceived into coming to Spain as a nanny. And was told she would be paid a good salary. Through which she could pay back her debt for the travel to Europe. And also be able to send money to her impoverished family. She was taken on a perilous journey through northern Africa that lasted months. Ending, uh, enduring hunger, illness, and violence. Along the way, she was beaten, and yes, she was raped. After traveling by boat from Libya to Italy, she finally arrived in Spain and discovered the real reason she was brought to Spain. She had been sold into sexual slavery. What could I do, she cries as she tells her story. They told me I had to pay back $61,000 just for the journey that I'd taken. And if I would not do this, they would kill my family and then kill me. She was constantly submitted to beatings, threats, and voodoo rituals. At one point, she became pregnant and was drugged so that she would miscarry. The bleeding was so much that she almost died. One day, Orissa was found on the road by the Spanish police, and she was referred to the Project Rescue Home in Madrid, Spain, the home that you and I are partnering with. As we partner with many others with Project Rescue, you made this possible and many thousands of people like you around the world. Orissa was afraid. She was insecure and in need of physical, emotional, and spiritual healing. Thanks to the love and care she received at the home and as a result of a transformational relationship with Jesus Christ, Orissa is now a new woman. She has been baptized has studied Spanish, and is now taking a course as a social mediator to continue to now. She's working with Project Rescue in Madrid. She wants to help other girls who have suffered in the same situation that she has. Orissa's face now glows, there she is, with the true joy of knowing Jesus and experiencing freedom in Him. Is kingdom builders and the generosity we express through kingdom builders? Is it impacting? Is it forceful? Well, you've just seen two examples for yourself, and there are many, many, many others that we could see, and we'll hear more as we go through this month. You see, literally, the impact of generosity that's happening through kingdom builders is changing lives. It's not theory. It's not just talk. It's deeds. It's action. It's the impact of generosity changing lives, changing lives, and you and I get to be uh, involved with this. You and I are connected to the joy of what's happening in changed lives. 
as we're a part of this. You see, that's why we say at Calvary in our mission statement, we want everyone we meet to experience life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, kingdom builders, and generosity is making that happen. Let, let me explain something to you about living life at the highest level. Not only those that we connect with and their lives are radically changed, but it's your opportunity. It's my opportunity to live our life at the highest level. This has never been more relevant than right now with what I'm hearing and seeing from people moving through the coronavirus and the result that's happening in their life, the residue that's collecting. I read this statement this last week. I want to share it with you. It's so powerful and pertinent to generosity and kingdom builders. I read this. The opposite of depression. So many people dealing with that now. Listen to this. This this riveted me. The opposite of depression is not happiness. It's purpose. Let me say that again. The opposite of depression is not happiness It's purpose, so true and so powerful. Uh, I've shared with you before, one of the top five fears in the American public today, of all the things to be afraid of, one of the top five fears you hear from people incessantly is that they would live their life and die and not make a difference. People live in fear that when their life is over, they made no impact. They made no difference. Their life really didn't make a difference. There was really not something that made this earth better. But when we join together through the generous purpose of kingdom builders, oh, we're living life with a purpose. We have something to lift us out of the ordinary and the mundane and the routine. You see, we, we, have, we have purpose in our life. And everyone can be a part of it. Everyone is joined in. What a blessing to be a part of a church That's sharing life through a ministry like Kingdom Builders. You see, this is when I find two things happen without purpose. See, remember the statement, uh, depression, the opposite of depression is not happiness, it's purpose. Two things are lost uh, or or become reality. They become, I guess, the, the, the results of not having purpose in your life. One is passivity. Don't you see that happening in our culture right now? People have lost hope. They've lost their dream. They're walking in the fear of a virus and what else might be on the horizon. And they're just becoming passive, just retreating back into a shell, forgetting what life is really all about, giving up on living life at the highest level. Do you ever sense that trying to creep in your life, giving up, giving in, shrinking back, getting inside a shell? closing the doors and forgetting the rest of the world. Oh, man, what a narrow, small way to live life. It just becomes a life that's no bigger than me. How did we become so passive? Why is this trying to uh, infiltrate itself into the lives of even Christians? Because we forgot the incredible purpose God has for our life. On the other hand, if this lack of purpose is not creating passivity, I see it creating a great frustration. Look at what we're experiencing right now in our culture. We have a current generation that is raging in our midst for a cause. They are raging for a cause, this young generation. Why, Pastor? What are you saying? I'm saying this rage, this, this, this discontent, this frustration is a result of something. It's because their passion has never been connected to a godly pursuit of purpose. 
the rage and the frustration in our culture today, let me say it again, is because the passion of this generation has never been connected to the godly pursuit of their purpose. Yes, we ought to make things better. Yes, we can do better. But how are we going to do that? Let's connect our passion to see things improve to a godly pursuit of the purpose, the reason that God put us on this planet. You know, we may ask pastors, what I do really making a difference? Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. We may ask, do I really matter? Where do I begin? How do I start? Well, I love this. God always starts right where you are. God always begins right where you are. Let's look at a passage for just a moment. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 16. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 16. I'm sorry, verse 6. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6. Man, aren't you thankful? Aren't you being encouraged to see that we're right in the center of the will of God? That we are being given this amazing opportunity to invest our lives in living at the highest level, being generous, connected to God's purpose of bringing the gospel as quickly as possible to as many people as possible through everyone who's willing to be a part I can't wait to see what God is going to do next with us. But again, we might say, well, pastor, man, I, I want to live my life for this purpose. I want to be a person that's making a difference. I want to recognize why God put me here. But, but can God use me? Can, can he begin where I am? Oh, yes. Look at this incredible passage that allows every one of us to connect to the purposes of God. No matter how great or small our finances may be, or what we consider our situation to be, God says, you don't have to wait till someday. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. You don't have to wait till there's a vaccine for the virus. God's ready to start where we are. 2 Corinthians 9, beginning in verse number 6. Let's follow along. Remember this. This is important. You know, when God in his word says, you need to remember this. When God stops and prefaces a statement by saying, remember. God's saying, this is important. Don't forget it. Don't overlook it. Keep it with you. Live like this, okay? God says, we need to remember this. And what does he tell us? Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man, each woman should give what he has decided in his heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a generous giver. I made a statement last week I want to share with you again right now. You may, able, you may be able to give without loving. It happens. It's sad. Some people give out of duty. Some people give out of greed or, or, or uh, pressure, whatever the reasons may be. So you may be able to give without loving, but you'll never be able to love without giving. You just can't do it. And so God loves the cheerful giver. God loves the generous giver. Isn't that amazing? God loves that. It elicits that highest level of response in the heart of God. God loves cheerful, generous givers. Man, I want to be in that category. Let's, let's keep reading. And God is able. We, we, this passage continues to remind us how generosity works, how change happens, how we can be a part of making a difference. Watch. And God is able. See, the focus is not on our ability. It's on our obedience and God's ability. Did you get that? 
and God is able. It's not my ability. It's not your ability. And God is able. And God is able to do what? To make all grace abound to you. Look at these big, bold, generous terms. God's able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Wow. God says, I'm able to take care of it all so that you don't have to worry. Just keep being generous. Just keep abounding in every good work. If I find a partner, God seems to be saying, I'm going to supply everything you need for you not to worry about where it's coming from or what's coming next. You just keep sharing my love. You just keep being generous and watch me back it up every single time. Wow, what a journey of faith. Let's drop down to verse 10. Now, this is God. He who supplies seed to the sower. He's supplying the seed of the gospel of generosity, of love, of kingdom builders that we're giving. God supplies it. We're the sower. Now, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, watch this, will also supply and increase your store of seed. He's saying it again. He's the God of all. He's saying, if you will share what I've given you to be shared, I'm going to increase what you get to share. I'm going to increase your joy. I'm going to increase your generosity. I'm going to meet every need in your life, and we're going to do some great things for the kingdom. So he will supply and increase the store of your seed. He will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. My, my. Look at verse 11. You will be made rich in every way. This isn't a selfish, did it, grab it, hold it statement. He says, I'm going to enrich you in every way. Your finances, your family, your relationships, your career, your purpose, your passion. Why? Why would God enrich us in every way? Come on. So that, see, there was a reason. It didn't stop with us. It came through us. It didn't stop with me. It came through me. It did not originate with me. It originated with God, but it came through me. So watch this. Why would he enrich us in every way? So that you can be generous on every occasion. And then what happens? Watch this. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. It all comes from him. It flows through us. And then praise goes back to him. I love that. He's the source. He's the author. We have the blessed privilege of being the channels it flows through. And when people see this impact, this demonstration of generosity, God is praised. What a joy. What a privilege to be the link in that chain. To be the conduit through which God brings blessing and blessing and blessing and blessing. As we close our time together today, here's what I want you to see. Let's not miss this. I believe with all my heart as we look in Scripture, as we see God's design, as we see God's best and our best in demonstrating generosity, it is released at the highest level, listen to me, as you're connected to a local church. This incredible plan of generosity that impacts the world for Christ that brings hope to the hurting and lost people saved has never been designed by God to be an individual long-ranger thing. It happens 
as we're connected to our local church. We there begin to discover and understand what I, why I have time, talent, treasure, and the purpose behind it. We begin to live our life at the highest level. We begin to realize that I'm not going through life like a beggar no matter where I begin. I'm connected to a God who says he's going to give us all we need at all times so we can be generous. Wow. So that we can make an impact. So that we begin to live this incredible life. See, as we connect to our local church, we find this happening. It becomes boots on the ground. We begin to see all these ministries for children to help hurting children and bring them Christ. We see powerful youth ministries happening. We can't do these things by ourselves. They happen collectively. We begin to find life groups, our small groups, where you get together and have fellowship and discipleship and find encouragement and connectivity and community. We are able to join together and build facilities, not lavish monuments to men, but functional facilities that are necessary necessary to see the gospel go to its farthest reaches. Oh, what happens when we get together? It's powerful. It's God's plan through kingdom builders collectively. See, by ourselves, we can do something, but together we can do great things, and the gospel goes around the earth and impacts this region where we live. We are able to build dream centers like we operate here through Calvary. How does that happen? It's not individual. It's what we do collectively as a church family. And you saw today the testimony of changed lives. It's things like serve the city where we go out this summer because we couldn't do other things and visited nursing homes and stood outside saying through the closed windows to the residents and saw them weep and raise their hands and smile have some human interaction. Why? That's Jesus with skin on. Generosity has to have a body through which it operates. Generosity at its highest level is not just me doing my thing and you doing your thing. Generosity was designed to explode as we gather and as we get together. Now, I want to make sure you understand this. Of course, Christ is with us individually. Of course, Jesus lives in every one of us that are born-again believers, and he's with us 24-7. But truthfully, when we say, uh, it's not really accurate for me to say, I'm the church. Truthfully, we're the church. We're the church. We're the body of Christ. A body's not a body till it's collected. A body's not a body till it's assembled. A body's not a body until it's gathered. We're dealing in this very moment with an attack against the gathering of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. This corona pandemic and the resulting uh, uh, decisions and choices people are making is literally an attack against the gathering of the church. But I'm going to tell you something. We're not giving up. We're not going away. We're going forward. We may take 10 steps forward and have to take one step back, but we're coming back. We're the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't kill Jesus. Remember Easter? He's coming back to life. You can't bury the church. We're going to be resurrected back to life. We're not going away. We're not going anywhere. Collectively together, we're going to declare and demonstrate the generous love of Jesus Christ Guys, I want to say to you today, the greatest generosity that we could ever be a part of is sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you right where you are today. Let's make a commitment. We're going to present our lives to Jesus. 
We're going to connect with other believers in a local church so that we can be generous at the highest level. It's God's design. It's bigger than me. It's not a time to be passive. Not a time to let fear overwhelm us. Certainly there are people now who aren't able to get out of their homes or ill or have conditions that forbid them from doing that or distance is too great. But I'm going to tell you, we're going to build great churches for Jesus Christ. We're going to worship online and we're going to worship on site. We're going to connect. We're going to be generous. We're going to do everything we can to reach as many people as possible with the good news of Jesus Christ as quickly as we can. And you're a part of making that happen. As we generously connect, we find God working in ways greater than we can ever imagine. Hey, join me. Let's live this life of faith. Let's live this life of generosity. Let's look back at the end of our days and say, thank you, God. I did what I could with what I had. And it was part of a great journey that we did together. And we literally saw impact that made this world a better place. Guys, I want to pray with you right now. Let's just come to the Lord today and say, Lord, here's my life. I want you to use me. I want to give you whatever I have. I realize that my focus may have been on what I don't have. Or I realize that I may have allowed this overwhelming season to create a passivity, a disconnection in my life. But today, Lord, I want you to know, here's my life. Here I am. Here's what I have. I I, I want to connect to you. I want to connect to my church. I want to get involved in seeing this world change. And that all begins with the first step. Maybe you're joining me today and and you're saying, Pastor, man, I've been away from God. I've been away from my church. I've, I've just become discouraged and overwhelmed that I've been disconnected. Maybe right now you could be coming on site and you've just lost that. You've just become wrapped up in the moment and overwhelmed. And, and, and honestly, you're not worshiping online. You're not worshiping on site. You're just drifting right now today. Enough of that. I want you to pray with me. Are you ready? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my friends who become overwhelmed and discouraged and weary in this season. Lord, who seem like they've lost their, their direction and their bearing, but they understand today that life at the highest level is living out the purposes of Jesus Christ. So today, my friend says, Lord, here's my life. I come home. I reconnect. I come back. I'm going to serve you, Jesus. I'm going to connect. I'm going to share my life with those that need you so much. Come on home today in the name of Jesus. And then for you, my friends, that are such an incredible part of this Calvary family, I pray the blessing and the favor and the grace of God to operate on you and your family and everything you touch. God's using us to be generous. We're making a difference. Thousands of lives are being changed. And I celebrate your obedience and faithfulness to God. Our greatest days are in front of us. Oh, man, the devil's going to try, but he can't win. He may throw a jab at us, we'll duck, or he may hit us, we'll get back up because we're champions. And we're going to see this thing go to its greatest levels. God bless you. I bless you, church family. I bless you, friends of Calvary. I welcome you new friends who are coming home to Jesus Christ. Let's make this an amazing week as we live out the generosity of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.